You're listening to the Take Him With You podcast with Rick and Amy on the Stitcher Radio Network. Hello, this is episode 235 for August 11th, 2013. This is Amy and my husband Rick's over here and we're the Take Him With You podcast. here today in our home studio relishing in the fact that we're here and you're relishing in the fact that you can talk and i can oh i i can't talk that much better but it's not actually you're talking a lot better than i am it's not actually what i do for a living so i can i can just thrash on my voice here all i want because i I can to do that have heroes heroes like um al kessel who's doing a voiceover for me right now because you can't (sighs) yes i would offer to help but i'm not very good at all that you probably could pull it off i don't know my voice isn't much better than yours but i'm and you you keep saying that it's a lot better than you have skills that i don't have mad voiceover skills you have mad voiceover skills sure yeah i was i was happy though today um I did speak at a church down in Raymond, mm. and I got through it and actually had about three minutes to spare. <coughs> I got done at 12.57. That would be 11.57. Or 11.57, that's right. I got done at 11.57, so they still had three minutes to do a closing song. So I didn't get into trouble for going over. That's good. Yeah. So I guess we're going to play that message here soon. But should we see what's going on at our house first? Sure. Hold on, everybody. We'll be right back. supposed to talk now <laughs> yep okay well this is gonna be interesting trying to figure out i guess i have to kind of guess you can give us a little bit of hint what's been going on with you i know you've been working intently you have a rough draft of a pretty large video project that's due tomorrow yeah well the rough draft is due tomorrow the rough drafts due tomorrow and and thankful to your friend al who's going to do the voiceover part since you don't have the ability to do that right now. Actually, Jen did part of it for mm-hmm. me, uh, but then they want. I thought I was only going to have to do the intro, mm-hmm. but uh, on Friday I found out I needed to have the entire thing ready for a rough draft. So mm-hmm. um, Al, I was talking to Al and uh, I asked him if he was any way he could do something tonight for me, and he uh, graciously agreed. Mm-hmm. And so he's I hired him to do this, and I'm sure they'll love his voice because he rocks. Yeah. 
So you've been working on that. You've been doing some um, picture CDs, slideshow CDs for people from the class reunion here and there still. You're getting orders in for that once in a while. Um, I, I really don't care about any of that. Okay. I just thought it was an interesting week with our daughter. That was very interesting. I'm still getting over sleep deprivation from all that. We, um, on Wednesday night, we went up, Catherine and I, um, our pastor and her mom went up to um, Tacoma and spent the night because they had to be at the airport at 8 in the morning. Where are they and going? They went to Senegal, Africa. Now, thank you, dear. That You're was welcome. nice. So um, they, they made it there safely, even though you had a, a semi-coronary in the middle of the night when you were following her plane. And at like two hours into the seven-hour flight from JFK, it said they already got there. And obviously it was no, a computer glitch. No, it's worse than that. Okay. It had them going right into the ocean and then stopping. Yeah. So obviously there's a computer glitch. Yeah. And thankfully you didn't wake me up to tell me because then I wouldn't have got any sleep until so we I heard figured, from them. So I didn't. And I had barely got any sleep the night before because I woke up at 4.30 in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep. So, um, yeah, but they got there safe. And we have heard we actually got to do some FaceTime with Catherine today, and we've heard from her a few times um, via Facebook, just a little message here or there, but she actually did a little FaceTime with us, well, the a missionary, video call. missionary that they're staying with has internet, so mm -hmm. they're, I mean, intermittent internet. Yeah. So they're able to use it at certain times. And but um, today, Catherine was actually using um, our pastor Krista's, um, she had a... Oh, it's iPod Touch. iPod Touch, and she did FaceTime from that, so they must have showed um, us pictures off her camera and everything. Yeah, and so her her camera is one that you have to take the little card out and put it in the computer. So she couldn't digitally send us any pictures, but she was she held the iPod Touch up to it and showed us click through a bunch and told us about it. It's I asked her what the weather was like, and it was in the high 80s and very humid, and it had rained a, f a couple times, but they've got to do a lot of stuff with the kids and did some art projects with the kids, and um, she showed me some pictures of her and some little girls that Catherine had her camera out, and the girls, they speak French and then a um, African dialect, and um, Catherine couldn't understand them a lot. She knows a little bit of French, but um, she got the idea they wanted to be in the pictures too. So she took some pictures with them, and they thought that was really cool. And tomorrow they're going to the the school site where they're they're building the school, and um, that's going to be like seven hours of driving. I'm not sure if that's each way or if that's combined. <laughs> I hope it's combined. I think it, no, it's one way. One way, gonna, seven hours, and then they're going to camp there. Right. And then come back Correct. later. They're actually going to go to a hotel. <clears throat> oh, hotel. Yeah. So don't worry, Mom. I know. I The whole thing, giant mosquitoes and crocodiles and, ah, 
ah, whatever. So, um, <laughs> goats. We heard there's goats, goats everywhere. Goats everywhere, and there's. Um, she took some really cool pictures of. She asked one of the natives there if um, if they minded if there were goats anywhere, and he just said, "Nah." Uh-huh. Um, she took some. Her favorite picture she showed me is of the canoes because they have. They're a coastal town where she's staying right now. And they're, they're they have lots of little fishing boats, little um, canoe kind of fishing boats. Yeah, and they have them painted all cool colors. So that's cool. And hi, Jade. I, and can we share this surprise? Look, Jada. Can we share this surprise? What if she listens to our podcast? I don't think she will. I think she will. No. Oh, I guess we're gonna have to wait. We have a little surprise for Catherine, but I guess we'll wait to share until we're pretty sure that. Maybe you should wait. Okay, we'll wait to share. But we have. (coughs) My dog is trying to get me to pet her. We've been scheming. We've been scheming. What What do you want? My dog wants something. Her butt's wiggling. (laughs) Yeah. Our dog doesn't have a tail. She just has a stub. A stub of a tail. So when she gets all excited and happy, it kind of looks like a little Bambi tail. tail. Her entire butt moves back and forth, and she can't stand still. Our little bunny tail or Bambi tail. It's It's a little little white tuft of white. Yeah, a little. Yeah white tuft of hair at night when it's dark and you see her running around the yard it looks like one of the little dancey balls when we have a sing-along let's say hi to everybody say hi here say hi here go say hi here that now that's (coughs) for everybody so so yeah so i'm We've had a busy week getting Catherine off to Africa. There's so many things we had to do to get ready for that trip. All the fundraisers and shots and passports and visas. But she is there. So, yay. <laughs> I did surprisingly well. I didn't go to the airport because I, I thought I'd be too emotional. Well, plus that would have been another hotel room because we ended it, we ended up going the night before and with it being just four ladies we were able to share one and so we went the night before it went fine and um but i hugged her goodbye i told her i loved her mm-hmm. so it went well and um i showed a couple pictures at the church because some of the ladies at the church made little sundresses for some of the girls and, and they were already wearing them they were already wearing them and were just smiling really big and really happy and very cute yeah that's so, kind of cool yeah she wrote me a note though <coughs> i can't read it again though did you read it once yeah you never told me what it said she on the outside it said if you miss me and you need, you need a hug or uh, something and I love you from your daughter mm-hmm. then you just need to read this and it said daddy on it so I uh-huh. I wasn't really wanting to read it because I just can't handle that and uh, so I did I read it though and it was it was nice she didn't leave me a note because she's your she's your your mom I'm a dad is different <laughs> okay. It is. She spends way more time with you. And she does. She does spend a lot of time with me. I mean, not me. that we don't spend any time together. Sometimes, it, you know, she well, probably gets tired of me. You've probably spent more time with her than you did with the boys because of working at home. Yeah. And even though you spent quite a bit of time with the boys, but you spent, spent more time a lot time of time with, with Andrew Catherine. before he was employed. Yeah, that's true. The, when, the year he that he was. My, he played Lord of the Rings on his computer in my studio. Yeah. While he was waiting to get a job. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I don't think he has time to play, but yeah. maybe on his off time. But not, not very much. Engaged to be married. Yes. And then our our oldest son is doing well, and, and his wife, mm-hmm. Ivy, they're pretty awesome people. We love them. So, yeah, things are good. Yeah. Other than, Other than my daughter can come voice, home now. And you wanted. need a voice back. Uh, kind of putting a damper on things. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, which, can I remind you that you need to get all of the musical instruments out of the car still? <laughs> yeah, I gotta do that. <laughs> it's like every Sunday, I feel like we're groupies hauling stuff in and out of the car because of taking stuff to church to play. And yeah. Yeah. So, but that was good. And and today at church, it was kind of fun. Um, you know, I preached out of town, but then I... I went to one church and Amy went yeah, to a different one. Yeah, we were one. different ones because we we're both doing stuff at two different churches. Yeah. So that doesn't normally happen, but... But um, you... The church that we normally go to that you were at this morning, um, they start an hour later or... No. Actually, start at the same time, but they just are more laid back and take longer. Yeah, so... We, it was scheduled to start at 11, and we started at 11.20. Yeah, well, at the church that I spoke at, they started Start right, right at, at 11, 11, and probably right at 11.30, I started talking, and yeah. I was done by noon. So, um, so I, so I tell stopped me, what by. Was it, what was it like to go to your home church and preach there, actually share a message at your church? Well, I was actually quite nervous right before and did you puke or anything no but um i prayed we have to ask things like that i prayed in my seat and i i said there's a scripture that i've memorized that says and let the peace of god that passes all understanding guard your heart and your mind in christ jesus Uh and i prayed for that peace that passes all understanding because i was a little bit nervous we prayed for you too oh well thank you well anyway all that to say is I came by the church, and you were still there. You had Catherine's little VW bug. And so I know you were still there, and people were standing around talking. And I walk in, and one of the kids that has been in our neighborhood when we were early married, a little he was a little snot-nosed. 25 years ago. Teenager then, barely a teenager when we first moved there. Um. He was there at church today, so yeah. that was kind of nice seeing someone that was from way we back. We had a in big, long talk past. about theological stuff. Yeah, and he he'd gone through some struggles, but he's really seeking out um, a relationship with God now. And, yeah, and um, it was kind of neat to see someone that you had, you know, both you and I had <coughs> talked to a lot when he was just a kid, and seeing him. You know, interested in God and and visiting us at church. So yeah, Mel's a good guy. Hey, Mel, yeah. if you're listening, hi. That was really cool to see him again. So that was really cool. And then you know, we ran some errands, hung out with some of our kids for a while. Andrew and Kira were here when we got home, and yeah. and now we're here on the podcast. But okay, so I was trying to get the emotion out of you of what it was like to preach at your home church. Well, and you kind of said it, and then you went on. Well, I was a little bit nervous at first, and then um, I have to say, okay, this is kind of a hard topic to share. But Why? Well, because 
because I I didn't want people to think that I was like one of the militant um, feminists. Feminist, you know that. You mean like, you're not a you're not a feminist? Well, I'm not like a woman that hates men, and the way I the way I look at it is that over the centuries, um, women have been. Um, abused and neglected and still are in many parts of the world yeah and um so as i was sharing i was sharing about you know the many many years that we'd done youth ministry together and i ministered to young women and you know i just wanted to have see young women have all the tools and all the the things that they needed in life to be able to express who they were and and to have human rights because I'm not saying, you know, women aren't any better than men, but we are equal in in God's eyes. The Bible says there's neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female, that we are all equal. That as spiritual beings, there's no difference between a man and a woman. Right. Now, there are differences sometimes in maybe our emotional makeups or our, our different ways we handle things. But that doesn't mean that one's better than the other. It doesn't mean that women are better than men or men are better than women. So I, I hope I got that across. Uh, and um, I did kind of borderline tear up for a minute when I was talking about um you know ministering to girls teenage girls and stuff because you know we did that for over 20 years and and every once in a while just yesterday I was at the grocery store and and I saw Stephanie who had been one of our youth group girls and I said oh how was your birthday Steph and it's kind of fun to see kids in the community and now she's married and has kids of her own um, and it's neat to see, you know, some of these kids become responsible adults and, and, um, it's just, it's rewarding to, to see kind of the fruit of your labor. And I'm not, not saying we can take credit for all the good things that have happened in kids' lives, but when we were doing youth ministry, I used to say you know what a good youth group is like a good multivitamin that if kids have good resources we can be like a supplement to their home life we might we're not the whole diet we, <laughs> we aren't the whole package but if the kid has a good um, home life then that multivitamin you know the youth ministry can be something that pushes them over to really succeed in life and if kids have a horrible home life that multivitamin or youth ministry can be something that might keep them from going over the edge in the wrong way you know so it's just how i kind of thought of it i guess <coughs> and we need to get you better so that you could talk more i can talk less and you can cough less <laughs> thanks you're welcome. So prayers are still wanted here for my husband that he can get his voice back and I don't have to ramble on. Should we just play our message or do you have more you'd like to share? No, I'm good. Okay, why don't we go ahead and play. What's the title of it? This is Women in Ministry Part 1. Okay, everybody. Here's my wife. Here's my wife. 
morning. I remember because I was up at 4.30 that morning. Yeah, so here's Catherine, and the lady next to her is Carista. And Carista was her youth pastor, um, but when our lead pastor left at the little church we're going to, she became the lead pastor, really neat young lady. She's um, going to college in Kirkland, getting her master's in theology. Really sweet girl. Um, so they left Thursday morning. You can go to the next one. I, I don't know. Can you see that very well? Yeah. I'm not. Well, okay. I will describe it. It's a picture of a big thing of beads. And one of the little boys at the um, community center is pulling out beads. It's just kind of a pretty picture. So yesterday. Now, you might recognize this if you can see this. Um, a couple of the ladies here, um, I think Grandma Ina and Aunt Dorothy, and I don't know if some other people, made some little dresses, and pillowcase dresses. So a couple of the little neighborhood girls had some, and I didn't post, there's a picture earlier that of these same two girls that had dresses that didn't quite fit them right. So now they actually have dresses that fit, and they're really cute, really cute. Okay, and this is just another boy at the, um, <clears throat> at the um, community center, and um, they had these beads, and they were all making little beaded necklaces for their moms. They were just so sweet. All the little boys wanted to make necklaces for their moms. And there's Catherine in Senegal, so... Aren't those boats? Can you see those yeah. boats? They, they paint all their, their canoes that they go out fishing in. They paint them all real beautiful colors. And um, now we are used to rain all the time, and we have, you know, drains and things. This is in San Luis. We'd say St. Louis. And they had rain in a thunderstorm this morning. Or, yeah, I'm not exactly sure of time. But they don't have the same infrastructure we have, so there's a little bit of flooding, but it's hot, so it'll probably be gone before long. Yeah, and uh, this again is a, the um, community center Catherine was helping at yesterday, and it just is a picture of a, a child with homemade bracelets and they're painting, and so, and I think that's all. So that was kind of a, a little bragging point. Catherine, I'm sure, will have more pictures and have some Kodak moments that she'll want to share. Don't want to take up too much of time on that, but it is kind of a good introduction since I'm going to be talking about women in ministry, and I just had three women. She's visiting a woman missionary, went with a woman pastor, and she's a woman wannabe something. She, when she was a little girl, she said she wanted to be a missionary when she grew up. I just thought that was cute. So Let's pray because I need help with my voice. <laughs> Father God, I just pray the prayer that King David prayed often. Help, God. <laughs> I pray that my voice will, will um, be able to carry on and that you will be glorified in this message. In Jesus' name, amen. So, as I showed women ministering there, I wanted to mention about 
what kind of made me want to talk about this subject, a while back I read a book called Why Not Women? And it was written by two people. Um, one of them is one of the co-founders of YWAM, Youth with a Mission. And the other one is, um, and his name was Lauren Cunningham, and the other one is David Joel Hamilton. And he's this big theological guy, and he gets into the Greek and Hebrew and everything, and I don't have time to go there. But if you ever want a good read, this is a fantastic read. The other thing that made me really think is I watched a BBC documentary about women in religion. And it was a fascinating documentary, and it talked about all kinds of religion, but because I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, the part that really stuck to me was the part about women's involvement in the early church. And I was fascinated to find out that in the first century church, over 50% of the churches were started by women. And, you know, today... We're kind of headed back to women having a little bit more um, ability or acceptance in ministry. But we, when we went through different times in um, organizing kind of the Christian religion, um, it became more patriarchal. And not as many women had the freedom to even learn to read to be able to speak in public um, or just to be involved. But that's not how it was in the early church. In the early church, there was a teaching, and still is today, that after Jesus died for our sins and rose from our sins, that he was coming back. And because of this exciting teaching about Jesus coming back soon, the women, the young women, said, hey, wait a minute, we have some good news that needs to get out there. And instead of maybe getting married at 15 or 16 and starting a family, they set out on missionary journeys. And they started sharing their faith. And as a result of sharing their faith, churches were started all over the Middle East, Asia. And I just, I had grown up in church, but I didn't realize what an impact women had on the early church. So, that's the message, women in ministry. So whether you are a woman or a man, a boy or girl, there's three questions I think is important for all of us to ask. One, who is God? Two, who am I? And three, what is God trying to do in the world through me? Now, I believe everyone is given free will. So we can do what we want with these questions. But I think if we take time, and many of us have in here, to meditate on them and answer them, that our lives will never be the same. That we will have a purpose-driven existence. For me, the first question to that about who is God began to be answered at home and in the nursery school class here at Raymond First Baptist Church, I believe it was probably Verna McCoy, if I remember right, hi Verna, that talked to me about that everyone needed to ask Jesus to forgive us of the wrong things we thought and did and ask him into our heart. 
And from then on, I remember many other teachers and mentors that followed Verna, Jan Johnston, our church secretary for years, and Sunday school teacher, 4-H leader, baseball coach, Joyce Evans, junior high teacher, and uh, junior choir, and God bless you for putting up with my singing all those years. Mary Bizard from high school youth group and Janice Soss, high school Sunday school teacher. So those are just a few of the women that mentored me as a child. And all of them invested in me spiritually in my education as I was growing up, helping me to answer the number one question, who is God? They all pointed me to the best resource available, the New York Times bestseller, the Bible. This book says that in the beginning there was God, that all things were made by him, and that he had a plan to heal a hurting world through his son, Jesus Christ. Who am I? Question number two. Well, that's going to be different for every single person. Because our God is extremely creative, and even with identical twins that have the same DNA, they have different dreams and different personalities. For me, going back to my origin story, I was born into a good-sized Christian family who believed in righteous living and hard work. Plenty of it. I was fortunate to have a community that actively invested in the young people. I grew up well-fed, physically and spiritually, and unlike the majority of the world, being a girl wasn't much of a hindrance to me. If I had been born in China, there's a good likelihood that I wouldn't have even had my first breath because it isn't uncommon with the strict population controls and desire to have a male heir that I would have been aborted during pregnancy just because I was a girl. If I had been conceived in India, I may have been born, but I may have been left to die just because I was a girl and not a boy. If I had been born to a poor family in Africa, I may have been born only to be underfed and neglected medically because my family had to choose which child to save, and they would have saved my brother. Not that you wouldn't be worth a leg, but... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, so maybe more than one of us would have been left to die. I don't know. <laughs> you see, in many areas of the world, even today, where there has been little influence of Christ's teachings... That in his kingdom there is neither Jew nor Greek, male nor female. We are all God's children equally. There is a holocaust. Uh, I'm going to say this right. Holocaust against women still going on today. This very moment. In a New York Times article, it stated that demographic scientists have projected there are 100 million less women on this planet today that statistically should be here, largely for the reasons I stated. <clears throat> so as someone who spent 20 years 
or more in youth ministry ministering to young girls. You can see how that breaks my heart. There is a difference between how society views women and how Jesus sees women. Historically and sadly today, much of the world, women are not highly valued. In ancient times, Aristotle brought up the value of women and compared them to cattle or slaves. Women were virtually property to be traded and disposed of as man saw fit. Jesus, on the other hand, this is where the good news is. Jesus, on the other hand, gave women value by his example of talking to them, listening to them, teaching them. Let's turn to Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 41. I'm going to read out of the Living Bible. It's a paraphrase. I know it's not a study Bible, but I've had this Bible for over 20 years. Yes, it is held together by duct tape because I love it so much. But verse 38 of Luke chapter 10. As Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a village where a woman named Martha welcomed them into her home. Her sister Mary sat on the floor listening as Jesus, to Jesus as he talked. But Martha was the jittery type and was worrying over the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Sir, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come and help me. But the Lord said to her, Martha, dear friend, you are so upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it, and I won't take it away from her. You know, a lot of times when that passage is taught about, you talk about, you know, you have the Martha type of women who are just busy, 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 and you have the Mary type of women that like to sit and, you know, learn and be calm. But there's something else to think about in this passage. Mary and Martha were Jesus' friends. He called Martha his friend. And he taught Mary at his feet and said that was the place to be, was learning from Jesus. Now, even in today's time, in the Middle Eastern culture and many cultures around the world, women were not allowed to even be in the room with men unless they just came in to serve them food. Then they would leave, and if there was some food left, they could eat in the kitchen. Might be a good diet plan, but <laughs> it's not a real great way to, to learn, you know, if you aren't allowed to be educated. But Jesus valued women. He wanted to see them educated. He wanted to see them taught. He wanted to see them valued. And even on the cross, while Jesus was dying, a painful, agonizing, cruel death, he could barely breathe. He turned to his best friend and said, here's your mother. It was his mother. But he was saying, take care of my mother, please, like you would your own mom. 
That's how much Christ valued the women in his life. That he didn't treat them as cattle or treat them as something to not worry about. He cared for his mother. The last question. What does God want to do in a world, in this world, through me? Personally, God gave me a burden to mentor youth, and for over 20 years I worked alongside my husband sharing God's love to our own children and to the kids in our youth groups. And I thought about this the other day. My first experience ministering to kids was when I was a kid in the back preschool room trying to teach preschoolers in vacation Bible school. I learned very quickly you need to, to get all the crafts ready way ahead of time. They can't do the little cutting apart stuff. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know why, but, you, you know, I think about that as my daughter's helping in a, in a daycare kind of situation, community center, um, working with kids. You know, you start where you start, and you get your hands in, and you get messy. You wipe a few snotty noses, and you give some hugs, and that's kind of where it all starts. Um, but as I was preparing for this message, I thought about a lovely young lady that probably about 24, 25 years ago was in our youth group. Her name was Dina. She was a sweet girl, sweet young girl. Um, I remember having a, a girl's overnight at our house and there was a boy that had a crush on her, and I'd only got an hour and a half of sleep, and I heard a scream in the bathroom, and this boy who had a crush on her was trying to climb through my bathroom window, and <laughs> Rick was supposed to be watching them at another house across the town, but they snuck out on him. So um, on an hour and a half sleep, and knowing Taekwondo, I just automatically gave him a big shove out the window with the back of my heel. He never tried that again. Um, but all that to say, my husband told me not to get on rabbit trails. Sorry, dear, I did. Um, <laughs> he did. He did gain the attention and favor of Dina, and they got married probably six months, a year later, after she was done with school. Um, very sweet young lady. They ended up having two beautiful daughters um, and was a great, great mom. From the time I knew her back in the late 80s, all her life, it seemed like she, Dina really struggled with what her purpose was. What was her calling? What did God want her to do? And just this last year, she um, found out she had brain cancer, and she passed away within three weeks of the diagnosis, leaving two teenage daughters and a wonderful husband. I went to her service and her memorial, and teen after teen got up and shared how much she had meant to them. Now, she didn't have a big title by her name or Dina Miller Ministries or, or anything. She 
was just a mom. She worked at Starbucks or some coffee shop, and but she's just a mom. But every Tuesday night, she had Taco Tuesdays at her house. And she opened up her house and any of her kids' friends that wanted to come over for tacos. She made a homemade meal and served it up with love. And each and every one of those kids felt God's love through her. So, to me, she was fulfilling the Great Commission. She did have a purpose. It doesn't have to be a missionary to Senegal or pastor somebody. It's just sharing God's love day in and day out. Jesus gave the Great Commission to go into all the world and share the good news of God's love. My friend was living that in her daily life. Today, two-thirds of the evangelical churches around the world, Christian churches around the world, are made up of women. Two-thirds. To me, it only makes sense to empower these young women, just like Dina, to be able to share their faith and minister to a hurting world. God gives us gifts, talents, times, time and desire. Different amount of time for different people. I, I would have liked to see Dina be able to raise her grandkids. Um, instead, she died young, but she used her time wisely and impacted the world. Let's turn to Psalms 37, verses 1 through 5. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Again, I'm reading out a living Bible, so forgive me if it's not word for word here. It says, verse 1, Never envy the wicked. Soon they fade away like grass and disappear. Trust in the Lord instead. Be kind and good to others. Then you will live safely here in the land and prosper, feeding in safety. Be delighted with the Lord. Then he will give you all your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust in him to do it, and he will. I guess one of the things that I love about that verse and for all of us that grew up memorizing things in King Jameth, I think it was, Delight thyself in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of your heart. Is that right, Aunt Dorothy? Okay. <laughs> I grew up memorizing King James, and a lot of times that comes to me first. Sometimes I like reading a living Bible or message Bible when I'm re you know, just reading through because I like the flow of it. But it, you know, I still remember all my King James passages. Um, but what I love about that is I, my interpretation of this, and don't take this as the only interpretation, but I believe that God puts desires in our hearts. That sometimes people will interpret that as, well, if I have the desire, then God's a candy daddy and he'll give me whatever I desire. Well, I like to think of it the other way, that God can put desires in our hearts. If we're seeking God, that he can give us a desire. He can give us a desire to be a teacher, a desire to be a mother, a desire to be a firefighter. Or, you know, he can put desires, or paramedic, he can put desires in our hearts. And I just think that that is one of the wonderful things about the God we serve. So, 
today is a miraculous time because no other time in history can we sit from our living room and minister around the world. Today is an awesome time that through the internet, through phone, through all different ways of communication, we can share God's love every single day all around the world. And I think it's an amazing time. So whoever we are, here are my three questions. Number one, what was my number one question? You remember, Joe? I forgot. Okay, this is why we review. It says, who is God? Number one question. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, number two, who am I? Number three, what is God trying to do in the world through me? That's part one, and hopefully God will give me something good for part two. <laughs> Let's pray. Father God, I just thank you that you are an incredibly loving God. That no matter who we are or what we've done, that your blood has been shed for our sins. We thank you, Jesus, that you died and rose again, that we can have a relationship with our Heavenly Father that is beyond compare. We give you all of our love and thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my dear, awesome job as always. Okay. You always rock it. I'm not sure about that, but um, yeah, I was a adequate substitute, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> You're a lot more funny. You told me before I spoke today. Now stick to the notes. Well, only because if you didn't, they'd be there for a couple hours. I I tried. I did go on some minor rabbit trails but i tried i tried to just say in all the years we've been married i've never had a shortage of talking <laughs> well you know i'm not upset about that i'm just saying <laughs> these cough drops taste bad when you get to the middle part uh-huh they do clear your sinuses though <laughs> yeah if you have the guts to bite into them mm-hmm so, yeah, we're both eating cough drops. I think we both need prayer, but we're doing better okay. a little. So we would love to hear from you. So please jot us off a note. You can get a hold of us at rick at takenwithyou or um, amy at takenwithyou.com. This is correct. Or you can get a hold of us on our Facebook pages, rick at takenwithyou. Oh, no, hold it. <laughs> um, Facebook.com forward slash rick.moyer mm -hmm. or facebook.com forward slash amy.moyer we have a facebook page too a taken with you I don't know facebook page it doesn't get used that much we kind of forget about it we probably should check that more often yeah. um but yeah we'd love to hear from you um and you guys <coughs> can pray that i i have i have some ideas actually for next week i want to talk about some of my personal heroes of women who um, had a strong faith and made an impact on the world. Cool. I'm preaching next week, too. 
Yeah, you're preaching at Connection Church, and I'm preaching at Raymond First Baptist. Mm. I don't really like saying preaching for me, though. I know. I I share. (laughs) I share because I'm not a hellfire and brimstone preacher. Neither am I. You could be. No, I mean, you, you can get to preach on, though. Okay. Maybe not with the anointing of the holy voice, but <laughs> you took your cock drop out. <laughs> you sunk my battleship. <laughs> so we'd love to hear from you, and um, we're looking forward to doing good things and getting our daughter back from Africa in one piece. Yeah. We'll share with you the surprise when we get a little closer so we know she doesn't she listen, can't to us. listen to us. That's right. So thanks, everybody, and uh, pray for my voice, please, because I really need it back so I can earn a living. Yes, and this has been a Moyer Multimedia LLC production, copyright 2013, all rights reserved. Preacher wife. The preacher's wife. (laughs) The preacher's wife. That's a movie, you know. But you're the preaching wife. Did you ever see The Preacher's Wife? I'm sure I did. You probably made me watch it. Danzel Washington and Whitney Houston are in it. Yeah. Okay. So. We already said goodbye. We already said goodbye. Good night, Gracie. Good night. Good night, Gracie.